Hello, and welcome to Our Creative Intuition, a podcast for you who create and live between worlds. As an intuitive and creative, you have unique challenges and gifts to offer the world. Your sensitivity and creations matter. Our creative intuition is your soothing, affirming companion for those long hours creating the work of your soul. Most of these episodes will be just me being your companion on your journey with energy and creativity. Sometimes I'll bring other inspiring friends and guests along. There will be book recommendations, stories on energy and nature, and how they connect with art making. And sometimes I'll also have episodes that are just sound bath meditations. My name's Megan, and I'm an artist, creativity guide, energy healer, and meditation facilitator, and founder of Dreams of Source, a space for creative empaths, highly sensitives, and intuitives living between worlds, cultures, and borders. So let's dive into today's episode. Lately, as short budding leaves begin to appear on the trees outside our home, and the days are getting longer, I'm feeling new seeds within myself too when it comes to my daily routines and my commitment to my creative work. We've just finished a long retrograde season, and I felt it, that burst of new energy and clarity after a period of time in the fog of melancholy and at times struggle. I've become more acutely aware of how much energy I expend on distractions without realizing it, because my soul-led business and creations are deeply tied to our online world, sometimes I've mistakenly thought that I'm working on my business when I'm plugged into social media when I really wasn't. (laughs) Tied that to what's happening in the world with a virus that must not be named and all that comes with it, and thinking about loved ones who are finding this period difficult, loved ones who are sick, and people we've lost, and all the seemingly fast cycles of information that comes to us daily, and I realized this is all too much for our bodies. I do not see social media in a black and white way of being completely bad nor being completely good. Like with all things in our earth-based life, it is a bit of both. I remember a time when I was an artist before our current platforms and social media. And as an artist or creative, you're much more reliant to gatekeepers to help you show and sell your work. Back then, it was easier to reach the people you want to connect with your work or to validate you as a professional artist through these gatekeepers. And I'll always be grateful for our current online tools for democratizing the means to share art. It has freed up artists to connect directly with those who resonate with our work. 
And for me, my ability to become self-employed is deeply tied to this, to these new platforms, to these new tools. And I'll always love the fact that now we're no longer tied to geography, to time and space, to connect with kindred spirits. I've connected with so many incredible people from around the world who are much more aligned with my soul because of our current digital tools. Yet, at the same time, the speed at which information cycles through these portals is unsustainable for our human bodies. Our human selves are pushed to react like AI or machines. A machine or AI takes in as much information as possible and reacts or adjusts instantly. But we're not machines. We're not artificial intelligence. We are consciousness housed in a human form, and the human form is tied to our earth-based nature. And earth-based nature inherently moves slowly and in cycles. As humans, we need to pace ourselves when we absorb information, and we need time to process, to reflect, to consider, and to integrate before we can share from a place of embodied knowing and integrity. We need space and time, something we lose when we're constantly plugged in. I recently learned about dopamine, a neurotransmitter our body makes, and how it's tied to how we feel pleasure. It's our inner reward system, and evolutionarily, we have it so we keep doing the things that will help us survive. Things like seeking out food, water, to procreate and have babies, and so on. But the downside is, many of our social media platforms currently make the most of this and they're designed to give us high dopamine levels, rewarding us when we keep scrolling, rewarding us when we receive notifications, rewarding us when we keep wanting more. That's why it's easy to lose one to three hours online without really realizing you've been there for that long. It gives us so much pleasure being there, but it's empty at times because our minds get scattered when we're there for long absorbing information at the speed faster than our bodies can integrate them. And then the activities that provide lower dopamine levels for us that's actually good for us in the long run. Things like focusing on our painting, our business, our studies, walking in nature, reading a book, exercising. These tasks that require longer moments of focus, they've become quote-unquote more boring compared to high dopamine activities, they're harder and harder to sustain and stay focused in. In a way, in our modern world, we all have certain degrees of addiction now to high levels of dopamine, myself included. No one is exempt from this. 
in a world that's constantly moving fast and where we're conditioned to absorb and immediately react to huge amounts of information. How can we have room for the creations we're called to birth and cultivate? Finding that balance, I believe, is a very individual journey. And I don't think it's also fair to shame ourselves or others if, at the end of the day, sometimes what would really help us with our sense of connection is really just a good session to connect with others online. After all, I've also felt resonance and inspiration with kindred spirits and other inspiring creatives and intuitives in this platform. And we currently live in a very transformative and challenging time, that's for sure. I remember when I used to work full-time in advertising and my dreams felt so far away that it's my time with our online communities that's actually brought me home to that resonance and remembering of my soul's work. So despite this, I believe these platforms still provide so much value. It's just a matter of balance, of cultivating a richer offline life to help us when we're online, to help us stay discerning, to know when to respond and not react, to take what we need in terms of inspiration without siphoning off all of our creative energies meant for our actual physical creative work. These days, I've decided to start my day not on my phone, not on my devices, but really focusing on my physical life. Waking up and letting the early sun wash over me, stretching, meditating, reading a couple of pages of my favorite book at the moment, relishing coffee and breakfast with my husband, and then getting to work. Getting to my most important creative work first, I've decided to leave the high dopamine activities now after dinner, closer to the end of the day, as a reward when I'm able to sustain low dopamine activities first, where I'm able to sustain longer and longer periods of concentration to painting, to my soul's business, to birthing the creations I feel inspired to birth. And then I trust that what I see online is what I'm meant to see, who I connect with in that time is who I'm meant to connect with, and not staying there for too long, before going back to reading a book again, sipping tea, and winding down to end the day back home to my body. Already I've seen a difference in my attention span, in my ability to sustain focused attention on what I'm working on in front of me without checking my phone, and I was also able to notice that the ideas currently swirling in my head are able to stay there longer and provide richer details, more depth, and with more momentum than before. I'm feeling more and more how sacred our focus is, how sacred our attention span is, and how our energy is our currency. And that precious life force needs to be directed where we want it to go, where it can be received. Not to scatter it, not to squander it. 
and a lot of it is really required for us to do our soul's creative work. It's one of the reasons why I felt inspired to share on this new platform with you today through audio means. One of the things that's helped me when I paint is to listen to audiobooks or to my favorite YouTube channels or podcasts of other working creatives with resonant dispositions. And I've seen how conducive this is to my work. I can impart this energy, these musings to you while you're doing your creative work as well. And you don't need to scroll. I wanted to sustain this energy for you, so it's not a short burst of inspiration, but a more even experience of resonance to hopefully fuel you as you do your long, at times quiet, and solo work in front of the easel or table. I hope whatever creative project you're working on today, you'll have an abundance of life force for it, and that your sacred focus is where you hope it to be. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, or share it with someone who you feel could be supported by this episode too. My soul's work is to help empaths, highly sensitives, and intuitive creatives who live between worlds come home to the core of your being so you can transcend your current challenges and create what you're uniquely here to create and share. And if this feels right, I would really appreciate it if you leave a review on your favorite podcasting app so that this episode and all of these other episodes can reach those who need it too. If you're looking for more resources on energy, creativity, and grounding it all back to our life here on Earth, I invite you to my website at dreamsofsource.com.